Beloved of the Lord, we've gathered again. We've come together again before our exalted and incomparable King of glory. We have gathered before the double-breasted one. Hallelujah. We've gathered before our faithful Father in heaven. We've gathered before our mighty warrior, our man of war and our heavenly champion, Jesus Christ. We've gathered before the faithful lover of our souls. We have gathered before the bishop of our souls. We have come together before the faithful keeper of our souls. We have come before the glory of our days and the bright morning star. We have gathered before the lifter up of our heads. We've gathered before our inheritance in this land of the living, our lot and our portion. We have gathered, we've come, hallelujah, before the reviving and the quickening spirit. Oh, make this declaration of absolute dependence upon him and join me to say, I need you now, oh Lord, more than ever before. I need your touch, breath of God. Cause every dry bone in me to come to life. Swallow up every lukewarmness, every coldness, every lethargy. Every spiritual moderation within me. In your fiery zeal and passion. Fill me with an addiction to your presence, Baba. Send your revival into my life because I need you now more than before. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. We need you now more than before. Sing with me, saints of God. We need your touch. Oh, breath of God, let every dry bone, let these dry bones come to life. Send revival in my life. We need you more, oh, more than before. We need you now more than ever before. We need you now more than before. We need your touch, oh, breath of God. We need your touch, oh, breath of God. Let every dry bone come to life. Let every dry bone come to life. Send revival in our midst. We need you now more than before. We need you. We need you, Lord. We need you now more than before. We need your touch. Hallelujah. We need your touch. Oh, breath of God. Let every dry bone within me. Let every dry bone come to life. Send revival into my life. We need you now more than before. Oh, sing, I need you. I need you, Lord. I need you now more than before. I need your touch, oh, breath of God. I need your touch, oh, breath of God. Express your longing and desire unto him. Let every dry bone come to life. Send revival into my life. 
I need you now more than before. Sing it, sing it. Let him hear you. Let it enter into his ear. Let your hunger and your thirst for him, your longing and your panting after him be expressed to him. Let it flow out of your bowels, of your being unto him. I need you now more than before. I need your touch, Jehovah. I need your touch, O breath of God. Let every dry bone come to life. Send revival into my life. I need you now more than before. We need you now more than before. Lord, we're waiting on you. Pour out your oil on our lives. Lord, we're waiting. Let these dry bones come to life. Send revival into our lives. We need you now more than before. Oh, I need you, Jesus. I need you now more than ever before. I need you so much, Jesus. I need your touch, oh breath of God. Let every dry bone come to life. Hey, send your revival into my life. I need you now more than before. Yes, pray. Sing to him. Worship him. And express your desire for his revival fire. Revival fire. Oh, Lord. My consuming fire. I need you, Jesus. I need you more than I can even express in my own words. Set my heart on fire. I need you, Lord. Set my heart on fire. Oh, ready to do your will. Oh, Lord, make me ready to do your will. We need you now more than before. Lord, we're waiting on you. Pour out your oil on our lives. Yes, we're waiting. Let all these dry bones come to life. Send your revival into my life. I need you now more than before. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord. Oh, continue to express to him your need for him. Father, you're the one who makes my life have any purpose, any significance. I'm nothing. I have nothing without you. My life is meaningless and futile and empty. I'm without any purpose outside of you. It's in you I live and move and have my being. You're the source of our lives. You're the reason for our being. You're the author, the sustainer, and the finisher of our faith. You're the object of our faith, Jehovah, and you're the subject of our faith. I need you now more than yesterday. More than yesterday, I need you now more than words could ever say. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. Than ever before, I need you, Lord. I need you, Jehovah. I need you, Lord. I need you, Papa. Ah, 
I need you, Father. I need your wisdom. I need your ability. I need your competence. I need, Lord, I need you. I need you. Ah, I need your light. I need your insight. I need your counsel. I need you now more than I could ever have needed you. More than yesterday, I need you now more than any words can try to express. More than words can say, I need you more than ever before. I need you, Lord. I need you, Baba Mio. I need you, Lord. I need you now more than yesterday. More than yesterday. I need you now more than words could ever say. More than words can say. I need you more than ever, than ever before. Lord, how we need you. How we desire you. How we long for you. How we pant for you. How we thirst for you. How we hunger for you. You are our joy. You are our peace. You are our magnificent obsession. You are our song. Oh, we need you more. Than ever before, we need you, Lord. Hallelujah. We need you, Lord. Oh, I need you now more than before. I need you so much, Lord. I need your touch, oh breath of God. Cause every dry bone in me to come alive, afresh. Let every dry bone come to life. Send your revival into my life. I need you now more than before. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I just feel like us spending all our time on hotline today, just expressing our deep hunger, our deep yearning for Jesus Christ, our longing for him, our passion for him. For you are everything to us, Lord. You are our life. Jehovah, there is no life outside of you. You're the one who fills us. That God-shaped vacuum in every human, you feel it. You are our deepest satisfaction. Hallelujah. Oh, I need you now more than before. I need your breath, Jehovah. I need your breath. Oh, Lord, my God to touch me, oh, to visit me, to do something deep within me. Oh, let every dry bone that is within your people be revived afresh. For we need you, we need you, we need your touch, breath of God. We need your revival fire being lit anew and now fresh within us. We need you now. More than before. Glory be to your holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Saints of God, listen to this word from Romans chapter 7 from verse 15 to 25. It's um, pretty long, but it bears reading because of what we are going to pray about. 
So just pay close attention. Romans chapter 7 verse 15 to 25. For I do not understand my own actions. I am baffled and bewildered by them. I do not practice what I want to do. But I am doing the very thing I hate and yielding to my human nature, to my worldliness, to my sinful capacity. Now, if I habitually do what I do not want to do, that means I agree with the law, confessing that it is good and morally excellent. So now, if that is the case, then it is no longer I who do it, the disobedient thing which I despise, but the sin nature which lives in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my flesh, my human nature, my worldliness, my sinful capacity. For the willingness to do good is present in me, but the doing of good is not. For the good that I want to do, I do not do. But I practice the very evil that I do not want. But if I am doing the very thing that I do not want to do, I am no longer the one doing it. That is, it is not me that acts, but the sin nature which lives in me. So I find it to be the law of my inner self that evil is present in me. The one who wants to do good. For I joyfully delight in the law of God in my inner self with my new nature. But I see a different law and rule of action in the members of my body, in its appetites and desires. Waging war against the law of my mind and subduing me and making me a prisoner of the law of sin which is within my members. Wretched and miserable man that I am, who will rescue me and set me free from this body of death, this corrupt mortal existence? Thanks be to God for my deliverance, hallelujah, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Glory be to God. That is Romans 7.25. Thanks be to God for my deliverance through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Saints of God, one of the most brutal and deadly practices of the Roman Empire was its treatment of condemned criminals. Those who had committed crimes against the empire were brutalized by being nailed naked to a cross for all to ridicule and spit on and mock. And that is what our blessed savior, our great redeemer was subjected to for you and I. However, there was still one punishment which was reserved for the worst of the worst, which is almost unimaginable for us to think about. Those people who were especially hated for their crimes were sentenced to carry around dead weight. And this term, dead weight, has come down through the, through the generations. And to us, it actually means to carry that which has no benefit or purpose and actually causes harm. However, to the Romans, the term referred to the practice of strapping a dead body to a criminal. 
So centuries ago, some Roman emperors were known to inflict this hideous punishment of binding the cups of a murder victim to the back of that murderer. And under penalty of death, no one was allowed to remove the body from the condemned person. They had to keep carrying around that corpse that was strapped to their bodies. And they were forced to live out their last few weeks in a walking punishment by carrying a maggot infested corpse strapped to their bare back. And of course, during the process of decomposition, it slowly leaked poisons into the criminal, making them sicker and sicker and sicker until they finally died. A very slow, painful, stench-filled death. And this, it's this gruesome practice that Apostle Paul was referencing in Romans 7. That I just read to you. That's why I read it to you. It's as if something dead were strapped to him and accompanied him wherever he went. And you know what Paul was experiencing, was expressing the experience of you and I, the experience of every child of God. We long for purity. You and I long for holiness. We long to live lives that please the Lord. We long to live lives. That does not grieve the Holy Spirit. We long to live, live lives where we do not stain God's glory. Or cause any mockery to be directed at his name that we are called by. Yet at times we feel helplessly bound to the dead body of our sinful nature. Even though we are new creatures in Christ and we know that our physical body itself is not evil, the tendency of sin is always with us. And this causes us to cry out like the apostle. Well, I don't know about you, but I cry out all the time like the apostle Paul. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Romans seven twenty four. And in chapter 8, 1 and 2, Paul answered his own cry. He said that through the forgiveness of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, we are freed from eternal condemnation. And then by the strength of the indwelling Holy Spirit in you and I, we are empowered to do God's will. And you know what? One day, even this mortal body will be redeemed. If you go to Romans 8 verse 23, praise God, praise God. Jesus Christ broke the power of sin and by the power of his indwelling spirit, we can yield ourselves to this Holy Spirit and serve Jesus in newness of life. Hallelujah. His name be praised forever and ever. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Saints of God, I shared all this with you because the Lord's desire is that we walk and live in his power. We walk and live in his liberty and his freedom. We all know that 
He has empowered us. Let us yield to the Holy Spirit who is able to cause that power to be evident in our life and is able to make us to walk in the liberty and freedom that is ours in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Because there is this great tension in our daily Christian experience and this conflict that goes on day and night in our lives. Because the conflict is that we agree with God's commandments, but we cannot do them. We agree, but we cannot do them. This inward struggle with sin was as real for Paul as it is for us today. So saints of God, we're going to pray now, particularly for any one of us that is overwhelmed by this spiritual battle. Remember to return to the beginnings of your spiritual life. Remember that you've been freed from sin by Jesus Christ. Claim that freedom that Christ gave you and walk in his power that can lift you and I up to victory. Hallelujah. Now pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, your life-giving spirit has set me free from the pool, from the strong appeal and the power of sin. By the power of your life-giving spirit that lives within me, I receive power to have victory over so-and-so issue. You know the issues and circumstances in your situations in your life that you're struggling with. I receive power and victory over this situation, O oh Lord, that I'm struggling with, over this weakness in my life, over this temptation that keeps tripping me up, O oh Lord, over this seemingly uncontrollable appetite or habit, over this thing that I know your word tells me I must do, but it is such a struggle, Lord. By the power of your life-giving spirit that lives within me, I receive power to have victory over this issue. In Jesus' name, amen. Now pray, saints of God. Pray for yourself. Pray for that weakness in your life. Pray and direct your prayers against that thing that you know God's word has been telling you. His spirit has been convicting you. People in your circle of love. In other words, people that know you and love you and desire the best for you have been talking to you about and been trying to encourage you to do because it's what's good for you, what's right for you, what's best for you. But yet you're not able to do it. Pray for yourself and the Pray and say, I claim and I receive your life-given power that is able to work mightily within me, O Lord, and is able to lift me to victory. In Jesus' name, I receive it now. Amen. Yes, receive the life-giving power. For the Bible says, if the power that raised Jesus Christ dwells within you, that power is able to quicken your mortal body. It's able to energize your mortal body. It's able to revive your mortal body. It's able to replace your inability and inadequacy with God's divine ability and his divine adequacy and his divine capacity. Oh! Oh, pray 
I pray for yourself, particularly those of you, who have entered this year and there are certain things the Lord has laid on your heart to do, certain things that you know you need to do, certain decisions that you have made concerning your life. Okay, I'm going to do so, so, and so. I'm going to make so, so, and so changes. I'm going to drop so so and so habits asakata sheke patasanga but maybe you started and along the way after a few days you said oh boy this thing passed me and i'm not able to or you're finding it difficult to even start hey pray and receive god's life giving power his reviving power that he gave to us when we became saved at the beginning of our salvation for christ in you is your hope of glory christ in you by his holy spirit is your hope of expressing hallelujah everything the lord has called you to do and to be so pray father by your the mighty working of your indwelling spirit in me I claim and receive your life-giving power that is able to work mightily within me, O Lord, and empower me and help me with this weakness in my life, with this temptation that is always, always dogging my steps and I keep falling, I keep failing and falling with this uncontrollable appetite, this seemingly uncontrollable appetite or habit in my life that I know grieves you, Baba. Talk to him, talk to him. He desires to ah, release in you the power that that you need to be able to be lifted up to victory. Hallelujah. I claim and receive your life-giving power that is able to work mightily within me, O Lord, and lift me to victory in this matter because my heart desires to please you. I need you and that's why, my Father, I've come to you. I'm not going to anybody else because nobody can help me except you. My help comes from you, O God. Help me, Jehovah. And lift me up to victory in this situation so that I may live a life that pleases and honors you. For that is my desire. That is my longing, Baba. In Jesus' name. Amen. And now we're going to delve even deeper in this prayer to some... <laughs> Ah, eh. Luke chapter 5 verse 4 to 5 it says that when Jesus had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch and 5 verse 5 says but Simon answered and said to him master we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. Nevertheless, at your word. I will let down the net. Saints of God. Jesus had asked for the boat of um, Simon Peter to sit in and preach out of and they released their boat to him and he told them to go out from the shore a bit 
And when they did that, he preached to the multitude that were gathered. And after that, when he had finished speaking, he told them to go into the deep water and put down their nets. And Peter said, Master, we have worked hard all night and toiled all night and we've caught nothing. There's nothing there. But, 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 because you have said it, we'll do it again. We'll do it. We are going to pray for that nevertheless at your word situation in your life. That situation that left to you, left to your feelings, left to your flesh, left to what you see, left to your past experience, left to (laughs) ah, the things that you know. You will not go ahead and do it. But because God's word says, my son, my daughter, this is what I want you to do. You say, ah, father, this thing is hard, oh, father, but see what I know, what I've experienced, what I've heard. See what is going on, Lord. But nevertheless, just because you have said it, but Father, it's hard, oh, but nevertheless. Father, I don't feel like, oh, but nevertheless. Father, my heart is breaking as I obey this word, but nevertheless. Father, they will think I'm a fool. Ah, because of this thing, oh. But nevertheless, Father, if I do it, they will mock me and think they can ride me and think they can step all over me. But nevertheless, at your word, for you alone have the words of eternal life. You alone have the words that can set me free. You alone have the words that can give me peace. You alone have the words that can fill me with joy. You alone have the words that can bring me into your rest. Nevertheless, at your word. Ah, saints of God, those of you on this hotline who are in this place in your life. Oh, Shikananta Kanda. Have you been grievously wounded and hurt? By someone in your circle of life. And you have said, Father, no more, no more, no more. Ah, Sakata Sikamanta. And you're hearing this word now. Ah, Sikamanasha, I implore you and I urge you. Oh, reach out to God's word of forgiveness and let him know, Father, I've experienced so and so, so and so has been done to me, but nevertheless, nevertheless at your word. What is it that the Lord is telling you to do? And your flesh, your flesh is shrinking back from doing it. But you're saying, Father, ah, nevertheless, at your word, saints of God, pray this prayer with me. Deliver me from myself, O God, because no good thing lies in this my flesh. Yes, Lord, deliver me from everything within me that is more loyal to my old ways, more loyal to my old ways of thinking, more loyal to selfish living, and more loyal to my human nature with its appetites and desires. And help me, O Lord, 
to center my life on your word and on you, oh God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pray that prayer for yourself. Help me, oh Lord. Ah, Deliver me, saints of God. By now you know that this flesh, no good thing, no good thing, as the Bible says, lies in it. No good thing lies in this flesh. So pray that you be delivered from yourself. In other words, you be delivered from that corrupt aspect of your human nature. Deliver me from myself, O oh Lord, because I know. Pray that no good thing lies in this flesh. Deliver me from anything within me that is more loyal to my old way of thinking. More loyal to selfish living. More loyal, ah, Father, to my human nature with its appetites and desires. Oh, more loyal to my old ways. And help me, Father, to center this life of mine on your word and on you. For that is, oh Lord, where I can experience the God kind of life. Yes, pray for yourself that throughout the course of this year, Father, help me to center my life on you. Help me to center my life on your word and deliver me from everything within me, the corrupt aspect of my human nature that is more loyal to my old way of thinking and selfish living. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, thank you, Father. Asashika, now pray finally this last prayer. Revive your work in my life. Revive me. Revive me, oh Lord. Oh, Father, set my heart on fire. Fill my bones afresh with your fire, Lord, and reveal your power in my life. Yes, pray that prayer. Revive your work in my life. Revive me, oh Lord. Daddy, I don't want to be cold. Father Satashikinanta, revive your work in my life. Revive me, oh Lord, as I go through this year and reveal your power in my life. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray. Amen. Saints of God, there was a time on hotline, um, maybe some days ago, some weeks ago, I can't quite remember, when we prayed for the cleansing of our home. In fact, I think we did it for two days, two or three days. Cleansing of our home. We prayed for cleansing of our home against spiritual foes and human foes. We spiritually sanitized and cleansed our home and marinated it with the anointing of God. But I also want us, as we pray that, that prayer, for us not to be unaware of the devices of the enemy, because we're directing our prayers against external, hostile, human or spiritual agents of darkness. But what if, uh, what if, just what if the attack, the attack is from within? What if the attack is from within? This is what I mean. This is what I mean. I'm going to direct our attention to the story of David's son, Amnon, as is told in the book of Second Samuel chapter 13. Second Samuel chapter 13. You see, Amnon was King David's firstborn son. He was born and raised during the years between David's rise to fame and his rise to power. 
And he pretty much grew up into a prince with too much time on his hands and too little control over his thoughts. And this is where we're going now. Amnon set in motion one of the most shameful and disastrous and destructive series of actions in the royal family. I repeat, he set in motion one of the most disastrous, shameful and destructive chain of events, series of actions in the royal family. He allowed himself to become obsessed with sexual desire for his half-sister, Tamar. When, when his attempt to seduce Tamar failed, he raped her. Then his desire for her became loathing and he humiliated her. He even made it look like the incest was his sister Tamar's fault. And then Tamar's full brother Absalom later avenged her shame by eventually killing his half-brother Amnon. Ah! Saints of God were going to pray. We're going to pray. Because Amnon was obsessed with sexual desire for his sister. And his cousin came into the picture, his cousin Jonadab, and asked him what was wrong with him when he saw how his countenance was and how dejected he was looking morning after morning. And Amnon told him that he desired Tamar, his brother Absalom's sister. And then Jonadab told him what to do and how to set up Tamar in order to <laughs> ambush her alone with him and seduce her and rape her. And Amnon followed Jonadab's counsel and ended up raping his sister or half-sister. Ah, pray. Father, shut the door of my home. Shut the door of my business. Shut the door of my ministry. To anyone, any man, any woman like Jonadab, no matter how close they are to me. Shut the door of my heart to anyone, oh God, that is an agent of evil perversion, agent of destruction or death that is sent into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Sent into my home. Sent into my ministry, sent into the lives of my children, Jehovah, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father, shut the door of the hearts of my children. Hey, particularly our children. I want to pray this prayer for our children. Father, shut the door of the hearts of my children. Call them by name. Shut the door of the heart of my husband. Shut the door of my ministry. Shut the door, Babamio, of my business. Ah, Father, shut the door of my heart to anyone, oh God, any man or woman 
that is an agent of evil perversion, agent of destruction, agent of death sent into my life to destroy me, sent into my life to set me up, O Lord, sent into my life, Jehovah, sent into my ministry, sent into my business, Father, to destroy my business, to destroy my home, to set in motion, Father, a shameful, ah, a destructive and disastrous series of events, chain of events, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Ah, satashete seke papakanda shike papakanda seke patasika. Oh, Father, Satashike Banashinga. Yes, pray. Pray this prayer with me. My Father in heaven, you're the ancient of days. You know my end from my beginning. My whole life lies before you. My whole year lies before you. All my ways lie before you. And there is nothing. Yes, continue to pray. And there is nothing. About my life that is hidden from you. Father, raise up your all-powerful hand. And stay every plan by the powers and forces of darkness. To set in motion a shameful, a disastrous and a destructive chain of events. Series of events by any member of my family that will tear apart and destroy my family. In Jesus' name I 